welcome back to middle ground today it is finally my turn caroline took the last two episodes and this week it is my turn i am actually not on my own though matt has joined me i mean i can leave if you'd like uh no i'm glad you're here (laughs) I was going to do a solo episode and then Matt walked in with a second mic that I forgot we had and said, look, we have another mic. Do you want... Totally fair. We've tried to use this other mic before. It's never worked. Yeah. Well, we have two of the same kind of microphones and for some reason when we would plug them in, it wouldn't recognize one. And we we tried it tonight and success. It worked. And we are oddly... We're not like audio experts. We have no idea Mm -mm. what we're doing. Mm -mm. And so... If you ever are like, how did they get this podcast? How did they do all this? Know that Matt's uh, recording into a mic that's stacked on a stack of plant books. Uh, yeah, that's because they, they keep me nice and isolated. The ultimate plant stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or not plant, mic stand. What am I saying? Mic stand, uh, I think, was the word. I think you nailed it. I said plant stand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But then you said mic stand. Yeah, mic stand was correct. Mm-hmm. I meant yep. plant stand was very wrong. <laughs> true uh okay guys let me focus here so caroline had the podcast on her own last week because we have been hit by the vid well matt and i haven't no caroline's household got hit by the vid and so she has been isolated and recording uh and we couldn't get together and we decided that the best thing we could do is her take a couple solo episodes and then i would do a solo episode and uh, you all asked for an update on frankie and you also asked for an update on Gardner. So last week was all about Frankie. This week's all about parenting, how Matt and I are adjusting. Now we're almost eight months into the yeah. whole parenting. Yeah, I've, I've just gotten used to seven months and here we are creeping up on eight. Isn't that crazy how yeah. quickly it happens? Yeah, I feel like I'm just getting good at like one month and then next next up is eight months. And then she's going to be a year old. But before we get into that, What's your grounding moment for this week? Oh, grounding moment. I forgot you did this. So uh, you, you want to take this first and I'll think on it? Sure, I'll go first. <laughs> my grounding moment for this week, uh, we got to go back to Springfield and help my mom for the weekend. My dad uh, was up in Omaha hanging out with my sisters, which I think he really enjoyed. And uh, my mom needed somebody to kick it with her for a couple days. So we headed back to Missouri and got some really good quality time in with family. My mom got to see Gardner and my grounding moment is this. This is the highlight. Gardner's starting to pick up new words. So it's not necessarily words like, uh, I I should say new sounds, I guess, more than I should say new words. Um, This weekend we had her saying papa, grandma, Mama. She still will not say dada. She refuses. Doesn't even try it. She's like, yeah. mm, no, that, that's not for me. She's like, what if there are none of that? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not my, my grounding moment is that she won't say dada. <laughs> I just liked that she was using more sounds and those little things are so exciting. Yeah, they really are. I do like the idea that your grounding moment would have been like vindictive towards me. That would have been pretty cool. <laughs> It wouldn't no. be a very grounding moment. No, it does. It seems pretty out of out of the 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 vibe there. All right, what about you? Yeah, um, we also got to see my parents for a couple hours tonight, and it was good to see them. It'd been a little while, so I think that's my my grounding moment. Just getting to see uh, Grandma and Grandpa Overby in action. Yeah. Grandma Pam, Grandma Papa Pam, Larry, Papa Larry. You gotta love them. 
as some call him. As some call him. We love Papa Larry. Yeah. Yeah. Gardner was excited to see your mom. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. They she, just got back from Arizona. She was good. She was she was excited to see all the fam. Yeah. This weekend, like she yeah. was like really good at like. We have oh, an look, extra family. on our hands. Oh, an entertainer, honestly. Yeah. Kid, well, kid can work a room. I think that that's kind of where I'll start this episode. Uh, we're going to kind of be talking through the things that we've learned in our first almost eight months. Uh, we haven't really got on the mic since the very beginning of parenting, and I feel like. Maybe a lot has changed since we recorded that episode. Yeah, we did a, an update, what, a couple months in? Two, three? I, I don't really... I think it was like a month in. Was it that soon? Yeah. Oh, we didn't know anything. And uh, I'd yeah. take any advice you got in there and well, just throw that in the trash. And I I, I don't think we gave any advice. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Uh, we weren't qualified. I, we still aren't. I, don't, I still don't think we should give advice. <laughs> no. Our kid is obnoxiously like... Uh, good. That she is. So we're going to start with the thing that has shocked me the most about having an infant Uh uh-huh personality's already kicking in oh yeah yeah she has like very specific reactions consistent reactions to things consistent like attitudes not only that i think there are little things that we can already tell what she's gonna be like as a older like a kid or yeah, as it's a like person, a toddler. you know? Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that this young, you'd be able to pick up on extrovert or introvert, things like that. Mm-hmm. And I guess it makes sense. And I'm sure that stuff shifts over time too. And like Absolutely. different experiences will shape that path. But yes. yes, you can definitely tell there's like a, she's a little extrovert. Yeah. And like, who knows, maybe that changes, but until something happens to change that, this kid's an extrovert. Uh, it's shocking to me. Yeah. She loves people. Uh-huh. And she loves a camera. Loves a camera. Loves to be in a lot of people, too. Like, yeah. She loves a lot of faces. Yeah. Any New faces, old faces. The pumpkin patch. Yeah. Like, the pumpkin <laughs> patch at, at Halloween was her vibe. Yes. Uh-huh. She loved it. Mm-hmm. And I was really surprised and i don't know maybe people listening to this will be like yeah kids that's what happens but i i guess i'd been around my nieces and nephews at that age but i didn't realize it the same way no i'm sure it's different when you're around them all the time though too like if you're there for a weekend or four days or whatever like you get a little attitude but you don't realize that's like all the time Right. Whereas you see them every day, you're like, oh, this is this is how you are. This isn't just because, you know, Aunt Joe's in town. Right. Yeah. And I have been really surprised. I'm going to be honest at how easy our baby is. Yes. Yeah. Again, why we're not qualified to give advice. Because no. our kid is obnoxiously, obnoxiously easy. Easy. Well, and it's been hard uh, content creating and sharing about her uh, and sharing about motherhood in general Mm -hmm. has been really difficult because I have had a really difficult walk with postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety, which I will eventually do an episode on. Sure. Uh, But I haven't had quite as difficult of an adjustment to the actual motherhood thing because I feel like Gardner went easy on me. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Like all of the things we're adjusting to are 
our different things that are going on in our lives with family, with building this house, with your job shifting and changing and trying to get into a new normal, but there's no normal yet because we're doing a thousand things and everything's shifting and moving. So it's, <laughs> that's not very like relatable is not even the right word. It's just not the typical place you'd see that anxiety or depression present. It's like, right. it's just a very different picture. It's not because of the child. It's just a hormonal thing that's happening in parallel to our lives. Yeah. And, and Gardner's just been along for the ride. Honestly, a trooper. She's our rock. Yeah. She's like, all right, <laughs> we're going to four different meetings about tile today. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I'll nap in the baby Bjorn. Yeah. Like it, it's been really. Some of these aren't short meetings either. We, we took her to that no. like finishes meeting where like it was like two hours long it, and like it was she got tired. And I you just, like, left after two hours. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even finish it out. And I had went, to leave. Yeah. It went another hour after you <laughs> left. Yeah. I, um, so I've been surprised at how, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, uh, resilient she is. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I talked about this, I think a little bit whenever we did the last episode, Mm -hmm. but the biggest shock of parenthood for me, and I don't know about parenthood, but about the beginning of motherhood is feeding baby. Yeah. That was by far the most shocking part. Mm -hmm. Um, breastfeeding y'all shoot yeah it's it's hard and i feel like we're not well prepared for it and we're not talked to about it and not just breastfeeding formula feeding Mm -hmm. uh breastfeeding pumping whatever you're doing mix mix feeding it's all really difficult because it's super emotional because i feel like you have this ingrained idea of what you're supposed to do Sure. And if it doesn't work out to that to a T, there is a lot of guilt associated with it. And well, I, you're like, yeah, especially as the mom, but as either parent, like it's just you two or one of you, if there's only one of you, but um, responsible for this kid eating and they need to eat to grow. And there's like a whole series of responsibilities that cascade down from that. But altogether, yeah, feeding them is right up there top of the list of priorities well and it's not like feeding a young child you know it's not like you make double of what you're gonna eat and feed that to them when they're little yeah i I knew that (laughs) Uh there's not a breakfast lunch dinner right and if you miss dinner well we'll eat a little later like they eat every two three hours yeah and so that that was very overwhelming for me i think yeah I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. Cause you did I, well with it. Just like it was a uh, an adjustment. And I, I, again, I feel like that one is so obvious, <laughs> but I struggled. Yeah. Okay. What about you? What is something that you learned in those, these last eight months that has last. just been really surprising to you? Yeah. One thing I've really had to adjust to, and I'm someone who's a pretty rational person, I like to think. Um, at least logical is how my, my operating mode kind of works. And, um, I, I far too often like project that to our child and I'm like, what's the logical reason that you feel this way? And I, you know, sometimes there just isn't one. Sometimes it's something we, we can't understand or don't know. So I have to 
really step back and and just approach it like this kid doesn't have any motives they're they're hungry they're upset they're tired they don't feel well something like that like what's wrong why 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 are you doing this to me and it's not about me you've definitely had (laughs) moments where you're like she's trying to manipulate me (laughs) and i know it from me well he'll be like it just doesn't make sense for her to be crying right now Mm -hmm. and so i know she's trying to manipulate me you haven't done that in a long time (laughs) no when she was new you you didn't say manipulate no no, you said something along those lines and i looked at you i go matt she's not trying to manipulate you i think what i said was what does she want from me yeah and it's like nothing like she just needs something or like is upset about something that has nothing to do with you. So, um, that has been a learning experience for me and like trying to detach myself from some kind of personal accountability on some of these things. Now, obviously there are actions you can take that will have reactions from the child, but (laughs) like (laughs) if you yell at the dog, the kid might be upset that you yelled. Not, yeah. not even at them, just like your vibe. But in general, they they are not like expecting something from you. I think that's been a really interesting thing to watch you realize <laughs> is Matt, like I'm, my personality, I'm very conscious of my energy mm-hmm. and what I'm putting out into a room and how that impacts the people around me. And Matt doesn't really believe in energy. Oh, well... I, you no, I get the idea. Yeah. No, I, I know you understand mm-hmm. the concept, but I don't think that you necessarily, prior to having Gardner, like... No, I don't think... I, I disagree that I didn't believe in energy. Um, I just try not to let other people's energy directly impact my feeling, I guess. So you feel like yours shouldn't impact others? Yes. Okay. that's That's somewhere where we... Yeah, we, we have personal very, struggles along this, and it's a very strongly disagree on a line this. of communication that we've yeah been and through and over again and again. Yeah, and it's been really interesting though with Gardner to watch you mm-hmm. because I think it's your it's the first time I've seen it click in your head that you're like, oh yeah, that does like Gardner. She's just not rational enough <laughs> to know <laughs> that me being angry that the dog. Uh, is barking at the door or whatever. I have yeah, no idea what it is. Sure. Um, cause you said that, and that's not, I think that's only happened like one time. It's not often. But just, Matt it's been did, a learning he, experience. the dog did something that made Matt react quickly and loudly. Who knows? Maybe they were chewing on a sock or something. Yeah. I have something no idea. And Gardner immediately started crying <laughs> and I forgot about that. And you were like, Oh, Oops. Yeah. Energy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. I feel like I, everybody told me I would learn to function on no sleep. <laughs> becoming a parent. Yeah. And I don't feel like I learned that. Mm-mm. No, no, you're, you need sleep. I feel like I'm bad at it as ever. <laughs> don't you agree? Yeah. Yeah. You're you're not a good low sleep, no sleep kind of gal. No. You you really need it. Yeah. And I've always been a low sleep, no sleep kind of guy. So, like, I, that has been less of an adjustment for me just because I'm... My sleep schedule's never been incredible. I like to stay up late and I have to wake up early. So, I've managed to make my way through my career that way. Yeah. What about routines? 
how do you think that adding garden to the mix has changed our routine? Um, well, between gardener and COVID, your, your mobility out and about in the world has been, I think, pretty significantly reduced. I still have a job, so I leave for eight hours a day and, um, we work around my, my current workout schedule three nights a week. So, um, and that's, heck, that's 90% what I've, of, of what I do outside of our house. So for sure, my routine much less impacted than yours. Yeah. I have been surprised at how easy it is to go out and about with one. Yeah. I know that if we have the privilege of having another, my world's going to get rocked. Yeah, it's going to add a not just one level of variables. It's like... Well, because going out with two doesn't even sound possible to me. <laughs> I'm like, that's not real. On your own? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, if we had two gardeners, but we really should not bank on that. I'm like, how do people do that? I don't know. I really don't know. Okay, one of our most commonly asked questions and something that I really wanted to address in this episode is uh, how has our relationship and dynamic shifted since having Gardner? Man, that's tough. I don't know. The thing is we talked a lot about before we had Gardner. Like we we really tried to broach some of those subjects before we had her. So I don't know that our relationship has changed tremendously. Um Obviously, it's been kind of tasking on you, just being the mom, going through, you know, PPA and PPD kind of stuff. PPA, postpartum anxiety, PPD, postpartum depression. Yes, we great. We can use those great, from now uh, on. I just disclaimer. was going to yeah. clarify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good to explain that. But um, I don't know. I don't necessarily, I think that's been more of an impact than her specifically. Um, we try to stay pretty on the same page with her. But how has postpartum anxiety and postpartum depression impacted our relationship? The, and I don't even know if it's so much our relationship. It's just you're usually such a high-functioning person that when there are periods where you're, you're not feeling it as much, that um, I think I'm far too used to you just rocking and rolling. So yeah. it's like, oh, uh-oh, I better step in here and try and help more. And, uh, honestly, the bar for dads is is pretty low. but um, And that's something I've learned over the first eight months, <laughs> yeah. too. That was one thing that popped into my head there, is the, the bar for dads, um, the expectations. And again, if you're doing breastfeeding, that's not something that dad can do, but um, but beyond that, but beyond that, there is a lot dad can do, uh, in terms of even just keeping up the house or, um, cleaning bottles. If you, if you're doing bottle feeding or, or formula feeding bottles is a whole deal. You're, you're going through five, six, seven bottles a day or more or less, who knows, whatever, it doesn't matter, <laughs> but you're going through a bunch of bottles a day. They're getting, they're constantly getting dirty. They constantly need to be cleaned unless you have like eight bottles, like ready to rock. That means you need to be cleaning them throughout the day. Diapers, diapers happen. Uh, that's somewhere where I think dads can crush it, you know, like just be the diaper guy. It's not <laughs> that hard. 
especially when they're new they're not that bad like it's gross but you it's it's amazing how quickly you get used to bodily fluids like i'm not a bodily fluids guy like i don't like it i don't like the idea of it and when it's your kid you're just like okay yeah it's poops it's puke whatever we're we're going through it yeah like you're my kid that's just how it works i'll never forget the first time you got spit up on i really i still like she's she doesn't spit up a lot but if i get a good shot like it really catches me off guard and like (laughs) i go through visceral reactions very quickly you do. I uh, I remember the first time she really spit up on me. Mm-hmm. I was in the laundry room. Do you remember that? I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like, I. Not, it wasn't. It was like a splat. I got rocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That was whenever I was still nursing, and she was getting overfed. And like I didn't know if it was that or if like you dropped wet laundry on the floor. <laughs> like it was that sound. And when I say overfed, I mean that I had a heavy letdown. Yeah. The, the term is not technically overfed. And Gardner eats. Like, this kid will eat unless you, like, unless... You cut she, her off. She, and it's not even cutting. It's just, like, she will eat till well past where she needs to eat or is capable of eating. Yeah. It's not even need. It's, like, your stomach is this many ounces big, and you just went right past that. Yeah. Like, and then she was, like, a little volcano. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. We're like, what is happening with this child? We ended up falling in love with specific kinds of burp cloths, though. Yes. Yeah. It does teach you a lot about burp cloths. You're we like, love the mushy ones. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's how you pronounce that brand. That sounds good to me. Yeah. I like it. M-U-S-H-I-E. Mushy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it has to be mushy. Right? Yeah. They have really good stuff. Yeah. They were just bigger. So that, and they had a bigger burp cloth that you could, they were like, you could flip them and got more usage out like of them which is gross but it's too. a reality we what? used a lot of their swaddles too mm-hmm. yeah we're so far past that stage already yeah though that it, feels like a lifetime ago yeah it's wild this is definitely not the answer to the relationship question but okay it's where relationship. we got <laughs> oh i what i was gonna say though to that is how our relationship has shifted and changed from my perspective mm-hmm. uh i completely agree with everything you said i normally am very I don't know if high functioning is the term. Um, You're high output. I'm high output. Yeah. You're I, always doing something, making something like, and you're, that's, that's just who you are in our relationship. You are the output person. And I've always been good at keeping up with the house. Like I get up, I make my bed. I do the little laundry. I mm-hmm. get the kitchen cleaned up. I pick up the living room at night before we go to bed. And all of those things just ended and they ended quickly. Yeah. And I said, yeah, no, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'd rather sleep for an hour. Yeah. And the energy you did have, you were trying to dedicate to our kid who needed it. I mean, that is a full time. I mean, yes, having a child is, is a full time commitment. Having a job is a full time commitment. And you had both. Yeah. Overlapping. I think that that impacted our relationship because the house fell apart fast. Mm -hmm. You weren't upset about the house falling apart. But I got really upset about yeah. the house falling apart. Because that's something that's really important to you. Yeah. It's not something that affects me in the same way, but You're when not it affects you. From home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I would say that's one of the really wonderful ways that Matt supported me. And I heard you mention that when you said things dads can do is picking up the house, making sure the bed's made, keeping mm-hmm. things functional and clean. And not that they need to be perfect. Yeah. I don't mean that by any means, but. Being able to keep up the clutter. Yeah. I think something about being in a cluttered space just feels so overwhelming. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's different for different people, but I know for you, that's absolutely true. You think that there are people out there who would rather be in a cluttered oh, space? Oh, I don't think it's a preference. No, I'm just saying like it affects some people significantly. Like I'm, I'm sure it affects me, but it doesn't affect me anywhere near as much as you. Well, my, my input on that would be everybody feels better in a picked up space. Yes. No, that I think that is true. I'm not saying that it paralyzes everybody the way it does me. Sure. But I, I I think everybody feels better in a picked up space, especially when you're so heavily occupied with adjusting to being a parent, Mm -hmm. uh, having one less thing to worry about. And that's the advice I give anybody listening to this episode that isn't a parent. You may not want to be a parent, or maybe you're just not a parent yet, but you have friends and family who are entering the phase that is motherhood, fatherhood, parenthood, the best advice I can give you is go to their house and empty the sink. Do the dishes. Get those bottles. Fold the laundry. Mm -hmm. Wash some of the burp racks. (laughs) Yeah, make their bed. You know, whatever it is. Because if you're close enough to them to be over there and seeing them with a newborn, you're close enough to touch their laundry. You're close enough to touch their dishes. Mm -hmm. And those are the things. My friend Brittany saved my postpartum life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she had a daughter the uh-huh. whole time, a, a little baby daughter that was probably Gardner. Yeah. Gardner's age. Whenever Gardner got here and she would just bring her with her and she would come and she would empty my sink and she would do the laundry or help fold laundry or whatever mm-hmm. it was that day. And she came over what? Probably twice a week. Yeah. The first four to six weeks that, Gardner was here and I didn't ask her to do that. No, that was her showing up as a friend and knowing that I needed that. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't for long. She would come Mm -mm. for 45 minutes. Yeah. Maybe, you know, she never stayed long, but I don't know where my house would be without her. Yeah. Just a second set of hands like really does help or eat. Like that's one of the things people always ask us, like what's a baby gift that's really, um, what's your favorite one? So like our snuggle me, our baby lounger is what I always say, because just getting your hands back for five, 10 minutes, like my, my that you can set your kid is, down and get something done and watch them and feel comfortable with them in the lounger. Like yeah. the, just those kind of gifts, something that you can give that parent mobility to get something done makes a huge difference. My favorite equipment was the baby Bjorn. Yeah. The bouncer. Um, no, but the other thing I was going to say, that's a really great gift. If you want to get them something nice, hire them somebody to come clean their house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's an awesome gift. Yeah. And for me, I'm just not somebody who wants more things. Sure. And so I can be kind of tough whenever people are like, well, what was your favorite? What's a gift? What would be a good, you know, I, I like. Well, because to a baby, things aren't important. Like, well, and there are things you need. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, There's all kinds of things you need. But but the thing is, a lot of the things that you need are so expensive mm-hmm. that you don't expect those as gifts. Like a car seat, a yeah. stroller, a crib, you know? Um, it's just an interesting thing to navigate. Mm-hmm. But man, I just... Having somebody to come and empty my sink a few times a week was the best. Yeah. The absolute best. Because it is, it's a, a huge time, like, it's a full-time job, 
if any dad out there doesn't think so, just uh, leave him alone for two or three days with the kid and see how little <laughs> they get done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've had some solo time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's a really good thing for dads um, to get that time. For one, it was it was really cool to just be with my kid for that long. But, like, I didn't get squat done. No. Like, around the house. I, I tried, but, like... Let me, let me tell you, it's, it's not easy. No. And like, I, not that I didn't appreciate it before. Just like if, if a dad's having a hard time believing that that's the case, they should really get some firsthand experience and how little you get done when you're the, the eyes and ears and hands on your child. Well, I think that there is this perception that we have as people that when we imagine other people's lives, we leave out all the nuances and the difficulties. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm really guilty of it. Yeah. I think, I, I think we all yeah. are to some extent. Yeah. But I, I agree. Even if it's a dad or a partner spouse who really respects what you do and is thankful for what you do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like, Oh, it'd be nice to just hang out with the kid all day. Well, and then there's also this expectation like, Oh, well they go to bed at seven. Like we can get everything done after that. And you really don't want to Let no. me tell you. You, that's the last thing you want to do is go like do all the stuff you haven't been able to get done. Like you, a lot of times that's when you have to do it. Right. But it sucks. Yeah. Well, because you want to have your time mm-hmm. and that is a great thing about kids. People are always like, well, is your life just over? Do you even see no. each other or talk to each other anymore? Well, they go to bed. Yeah. Once they start sleeping through the night, things mm-hmm. chill out a little bit. <laughs> And, and again, we have a, a wildly good child, so there are circumstances where kids are getting up every two, three hours, and like, it does kind of snowball and take over your life. So we don't want to devalue any of that. That's no, that's, that's crazy not. and very, very difficult, and we don't have that situation going on. But yeah, and then there's also just like it, you build a different life. Like, yeah. no, you're not hanging out in the exact same way, but your kid's just there. Like, it's the three of you now. And, and that's that's awesome. It's so cool. It's really cool. It really is. Okay. Uh, what are you most excited to see Gardner do in the next few months as we make it close to a whole year? Yeah. Uh, talking. It's definitely talking. Like, forming more sentences and ideas. Like, obviously, she's not... I'm not expecting, like, a full-blown command of the English language, but just a back-and-forth communication that's that we're both getting a little bit out of. Yeah. I mean, I know she gets some of what we're saying to her, but she can't really get anything back to us. So as soon as that bridge starts being built, that I think is going to be super cool. Yeah, I agree. You have a little while. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's normally what? 14 months? (laughs) I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. You You could tell me that's four years old. I mean, that's not true. I've dealt with like... You have a little ways to go. I'm really excited to see her get a good grasp on moving. Yeah. And I know everybody keeps being like, she's not a crawler. She's not. She can roll over. She can. She's capable. Strong enough. Yeah. And knows, you know, kind of knows how to. Mm -hmm. She'll get in position and then she'll just kind of like flop. She's like, "Mm, I'm okay right here. Mm -hmm. And I'm really looking forward to seeing her because I want to watch her discover things. Yeah. I think that's going to be fun. I want to watch her chase the dogs. I want to watch her <laughs> do all of that. I'm really looking forward to yeah. it. Watch her figure out things that are and are not child-proofed in our house. Yeah. 
when we move, we're going to have to childproof. Uh-huh. Yeah. I will take any and all recommendations for childproofing. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know where to start. No. I know that I want the magnetic cabinet thing. Yeah. Yeah, those seem handy. I like that. Um, okay. So, uh, while we're here, I feel like we've given a good recap on our beginning of parenting, but... Mm-hmm. I know that everybody has been wanting an update to the house. I wasn't going to do that on this episode, but we're here, and I didn't know you were going to be with me. We're so. updating the house via visual meet or an audio meeting medium. Well, no, there's obviously lots of updates <laughs> of actual seeing things. Sure, but I would love for us to talk about where we are with the house, mm-hmm. um, why things are getting postponed, etc. Uh, global pandemic uh, and supply chain or why things are getting postponed just to be clear <laughs> yeah he's not wrong so we were originally supposed to be done in november and oh that feels like a lifetime ago right well and that was also <laughs> when the scope of our project was a lot smaller yeah we had not added the in-law suite addition nope or the back patio or quite honestly the the gutting of the entire house true like there, the the original scope, let's think about, if I think back on the original scope, what was it really? It was, they did take out all the drywall because there was so much like wallpaper and stuff in that house that it was actually going to be less like demo and time for them it, to just it tear it all out and throw out. drywall back in. Well, we got there and there was enough things moving in the walls and like we had stuff changing that first we were going to redo all the electrical and then came some choices with vaulting the ceiling and then that moved some of the the electrical and plumbing and different options out of there and then and we had then, to do all new hvac yeah and then the hvac needed to be replaced because it's all in through the slab and we had to pour the slab up higher and we didn't know what condition the duct work was in so all of a sudden we went from like we want to redo the kitchen bring the ceiling up in the living room and add a hallway to the fourth bedroom to like full-blown gut renovation yeah and so then, okay, we're redoing the house because at a certain point, electrical got cheaper to just do new electrical and HVAC made more sense to do new HVAC rather than try and repair what was there and the units were going out. And so all of a sudden we're, we're doing a new house in an old house. <laughs> and so whenever we got to the new house in the old house phase, we knew that it was going to take until the end of February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. was pretty much the timeline. Yeah. After we'd that. been pushed right there alone. Just the scope. And the, the volume of work, it was yeah. going to be well into the new and year. And up until a few weeks ago, we were running on time for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they thought they were going to have us in March 1. Well, and we didn't even mention in that scope of work, the addition. Oh, yeah. We, we got to a point there where we were doing this basically new house and an old house. And then we were like, you know, we had different family things that come up that really pushed the issue yeah. more of like... We were having to travel back and forth a lot uh, for your mom. And then that's a real possibility for my dad in the future. And we just, it was a very real scenario that we were like, hey, this is an opportunity that we have to take this on. I don't know if we've ever talked about your dad. No, maybe not. Uh, My mom has multiple sclerosis, which I've talked about at length. Yeah. And then Matt's dad also has Parkinson's. Mm -hmm. So just backstory. I don't know if we've ever... He's doing pretty good. Yeah. But... You know, that can change. So um, if we have a space in our house where we can accommodate people with those kind of needs, um, even better. And it, it can potentially work for both of our families. And if nothing else, it's a really great guest suite for right. family to come visit. 
Well, we have a lot of wheelchair family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More than most people. Yeah. I'd say. Grandfather. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of people with mobility needs. Yeah. And so we pulled the trigger on the addition and they caught the addition up right away. They thought they yeah. were still going to have us in March one with the addition. Mm-hmm. And well, then, and it's funny, like we did the addition and then all of a sudden the outside of the addition needed to be done. And we'd really talked about just because siding and uh, they needed to redo the uh, sheathing of the house so that they could, if they were going to reside our house, we were like, oh, we'll just paint it. Well, then we need to have this addition. So that was going to need new sheathing and siding. And some of those prices came down. So all of a sudden new house inside the old house an addition and then we were like well we might as well redo the outside of the old house it's just a brand new house so no yeah house. Mm-hmm. we basically kept the exterior walls and 40 eh, percent of the interior walls yeah. and everything else is new at this point um yes yeah, so they still had us on our same date until yeah. we got struck with the global pandemic and uh, less so even the pandemic i think uh the suez canal like that that really disrupted that supply chain related too. Kind of. Oh, I thought that was pandemic related. I mean, a ship got stuck in the canal. Oh. I apparently didn't understand what was happening. It got stuck sideways, like something... For like a long time. For like a couple days, but like a couple days in the Suez Canal, like wildly disrupts stuff, especially when stuff is so like... Our supply chain is so delicately balanced because we have this like on-demand system of like, we're at this level of inventory, so when we run out, then we... We're going to get our next shipment. If that get disrupt, gets disrupted by a couple of days, all of a sudden, like, stuff starts to cascade. Yeah. Well, it cascaded right into our renovation. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and so our floors were stuck in the canal. Mm-hmm. I don't even... They might still be stuck in the canal. For I don't know. know. Actually, yeah. yeah. I think they said they were hoping sometime in February. Yeah. So, waiting on our floors. Yep. And then it got to the tile part. And uh, all of the tile is backed up because it's stuck. Mm-hmm. So things are moving and grooving, and it's going to happen. Yeah. But uh, it's probably going to be closer to April just because we're waiting on stuff. And it's kind of sad waiting on stuff <laughs> because everything's moving and happening. Like yeah. we're going to have drywall done. It's going to be prepped for floors. It's going to be dried in mm-hmm. and we're just going to be sitting there waiting for <laughs> stuff to come in. It is what it is. No, it totally, it yeah. totally is what it is, but we're very ready for the project to mm-hmm. be done and uh, to start with more stuff. Oh, we didn't even talk about half the scope creep. The more we think about it, the more, the more scope creep I'm thinking of. Like, we did the vault in the back to yeah. go do the the overhang and like, I just don't know that all, that much detail will no. mean anything to anyone. Maybe not, but because you know, if you haven't been in it, <laughs> I don't know. Homes are fascinating. Uh huh. Yeah. And the market right now is just fascinating. Oh, it's yeah, fascinating for some, terrifying for others. I oh, think. I mean, it is. It's terrifying and fascinating. Uh-huh. I completely agree. Um, I have friends buying houses, and oh, I just... I, I do not I do envy anyone in that position. Nope, not one bit. I'm happy to be not doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we are going to call it a night. Call it a podcast. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Do you have anything that you want to share or any advice or wise words to people who are maybe about to be parents, considering being parents, our friends of those who are parents, <laughs> things that they could share. I mean, if you're a friend of a parent, um, 
try and be patient with them. They're, they've got a, their, their whole world's changing and, um, that that's an adjustment. And if you're about to be a parent, um, you'll, you'll figure it out. Like, honestly, it, it, it's sink or swim, but you'll, you'll figure out how to swim. It really is sink or swim, Mm -hmm. but Matt's right. You'll swim. Yeah. Yeah. You'll just figure it out. And like what works for you will work for you. Oh, I didn't say that in this episode, but the best thing that I, the best advice I can give is stop listening to other people's opinions. Uh, or at least heavily filter them through yes. your own like right obviously yes. people can give you advice and there's good advice out there but not all of it applies to you and like every kid is different and like and just because something worked for your best friend or your mom yeah. or your mother-in-law or your aunt Susie doesn't mean that it's going to work for you and that's okay and you're going to get unsolicited opinions and stuff that doesn't have value to you and just be able to filter some of that out it's hard. Yeah. Oh, and never tell you anybody the name of your baby until the baby's on Earth's side. <laughs> uh-huh. That's Just, a, it's unnecessary opinions. That's a cardinal rule. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that we've done the cardinal rule, I feel safe. Matt, where can they find you? Where can uh, they find your dadgram? My dadgram, yeah. Uh, at matt.overby. Uh-huh. O-V-E-R-B-Y. He responds to all his comments. All my comments. I am working on responding to dms i have far too many of them and i need to address them but i'm just letting him snowball on me he's right not now. a dm guy he's a comment guy but yeah go ahead hit me up in the comments i will respond <laughs> unless it's super weird and then i'll just pretend i didn't see it <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh which is very it. hard to pull off because i'm responding to everything else in there and you don't post on tiktok no, I have one post on TikTok. Okay, so I won't tell people about your TikTok. Okay. Uh, you can find me, Joe, at Joe Johnson Overby on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, etc. You can find Caroline, who is typically my co-host, at Caroline Stelty. And you can find her puppy at Frankie Stelty. I always want to plug Frankie. We I love really you both. want Frankie to be famous. Caroline and Frankie. Do I? I said we love you both, Caroline and Frankie. I want Frankie to be like famous <laughs> a famous perfect little dalmatian yeah that's my dream well i mean already a perfect little dalmatian yeah true true all right friends well on that note you can find middle ground at middle ground podcast or you can email us hello at middlegroundpodcast.co and we love y'all good night and by good night i mean have a great day <laughs> good morning yeah whatever <laughs> wherever you're at bye, bye.